You are now listening to the Hexgrid Heroes Podcast Network. For sci-fi, Pokemon, high fantasy, or horror, check us out wherever you get podcasts and online at hexgridheroes.com. Uh, I don't have a, uh, a fun question for you this time because this one's going to be enough of me talking. I don't want to talk any more than I absolutely have to. So last time on Starfinder Z, you all banded together to rescue the soldiers you were sent to find, quickly dispatching a fully mature Ranonek as well as some sort of maniac Maraquois. Afterwards, while divvying up the loot, a brief debate sprung up about the ethics of using necromantic items like corpse lanterns, even in the best of intentions. Uh, after there was there were some heated words, there was raised voices. Uh, after that conversation was resolved, all seven of you retreated away from the crumbling structure and uh, portaled up back up into the trees, uh, patched up some wounds and made some camp. Ugh. Patched up some wounds and made camp. Uh, not all is rosy, though. Brought almost to the brink of death, two of the Camoran soldiers are going to need a lot of rest before setting back out to rid the jungle of this Lord Kriva. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, the trees in this lower portion of the jungle are different from before. They're slightly thinner to where one needs to weave bundles of leafy branches together and with some nimble handiwork those tents that you've been hauling around are converted into some sort are converted into a sort of a large open hammock and the boys get to have the first rest tonight while the three Camorans snooze in their tents which were spiked into the tree trunks to keep them from uh, falling to their death. Taking first watch, Rhapsody and Addy have a little... Oh, I was scratching my stupid face while I was saying all that. Uh, taking first watch, Rhapsody and Addy have a little chat. Hey, baby, how you doing? I hate that. It's <laughs> 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 so hard. <laughs> I love that we can hear him cackling in the back. <laughs> Tracy Smike. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be laughing for a bit, probably knowing him. <laughs> we, got, we got the all clear sign. <coughs> so right now, uh, Addie is uh, perched. She doesn't have any sort of dark vision, but uh, she's got her bow out and she's kind of craning her head out. You guys are much higher up than you are before. These trees, the branches were much higher. So uh, now that I know Aachen's uh, portal limit, things are going to be a little further away. Uh, so you and guys I are high. hang my shield up between the two injured people so that the thermal thing could help them because it was. They have to have good rest, basically. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, your uh, environmental protections will help them throughout the night and uh, this night being higher up you guys are closer to the canopy and it's actually quite cool the uh that first night you guys camped in the jungle uh Akim had to shoot some of the higher up branches to get snow to fall but here the way the winds are blowing and it's a little windier tonight uh, occasionally you'll get a little dusting of snow kind of sprinkle down but yeah you two are uh you guys have first watch what you doing? Oh, uh, well, I can see in the dark. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, I imagine if she can't, that it, <laughs> I'm going to be the one doing most of the scanning of the area. Yep. Um, yep. And, and she's, and she's like doing her level best to do it. She's, you see her like craning her neck, like, uh, Addie will, uh, Give me a perception rhapsody. Addie's going to give one as well, but hers is going to be solely auditory as she cannot see a goddamn thing uh, past uh, the end of her bow, really. So a 17. Okay. Uh, with a 17, you don't hear a whole lot. You hear the some soft chirping of alien insects in the uh, distance, but you don't hear or see any sign of the Tashtari tonight. Uh, give me a survival check. Or intelligence check, if you want to. Uh, let's see, do I have survival? I do have survival stuff. Okay. Uh, another 17. Okay. Um, if there's no sign of the Tashtari here, uh, with that survival, you you can kind of intuit that uh, some things are even worse than uh, crystalline wolves that can shoot lasers out their mouths. Well, we did just fight those big, ugly creatures that we know were not quite right. Oh. So, like, and they, and then we know they fought some undead before getting mm-hmm. this far. So, I'm gonna guess that means there's some creepies down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Addie's uh, getting a little f- frustrated. She can't see or really hear anything of use right now uh so she'll like uh as, as with before you guys aren't all on the same one tree she kind of looped up the uh, cable line and she's kind of swinging back and forth between them just trying to be vigilant but it's kind of doing no good and after a while it may be uh her just swinging around and being in a huff uh i don't know how you i have an idea how you feel about Addie, but after a while her useless swinging around is just not doing anyone any good. Come sit down, darling. I don't think we're going to have much trouble. Something's got the natives scared. You're right. It's just that fight was a little little much. I've never seen a fully grown Ranonek. They're usually taken care of before they can hit the city limits so I don't often see them at all it's just unnerving the quiet after that fight that that blow you gave him you snuck up right behind him and you always say that you can't sneak at all I wasn't sneaking that was just uh, Occam's portal well his portal magic is amazing can't imagine what sort of terrible magics that Maraquai had up his sleeves. Doesn't matter. The fight wasn't that bad. And it's likely everything's quiet because there's undead about and well I'm very good at killing undead so. Yes so I've seen you really did not like that lantern that Brasha has. I don't like anything to do with the undead. I understand that, and I'm glad you guys didn't make it a whole thing, but it's... 
uh, something we're going to have. and I have been friends for a while. We we know how to disagree. That's good that you can still be friends and have such different perspectives of the world. He's all right. Good enough guy. So you just kind of look the other way. Literally, I I remember the the ship that he scavenged, uh, allegedly. That's what he did. He builds some pretty, pretty neat stuff from it, though. Uh, I'd be, I'd be honored to see some of his work one day. So far, it's just been portals and running. Tell him that, and you'll be on a lifetime tour. Um, she's going to laugh at that and just kind of relax taking your cue as you uh, spend the next couple hours uh, I need to stop scratching my stupid face I inadvertently started growing a beard out and it's uh, annoying the fuck out of me uh, <laughs> so your your watch it's pretty uneventful you don't you know you, you, you do perception che- you you don't do perception checks you gaze out into the, <laughs> the, the blackness of, of the jungle uh, so the rest of your watch goes uh, uneventful. Uh, eventually, when it gets time to start winding down, Addie, realizing that she hasn't really contributed anything other than keeping you company, she starts to uh, doff, I had to think of the word, <laughs> she, uh, doffing her heavy armor and uh, preparing for bed. I will go wake these boys up. Okay. Uh... That's what Occam sounds like when he wakes up. He sounds like he's undead. It's the corpse lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can stab you if that's what you're going for here. <laughs> yes. But is it time to switch now? Yes. Mm. Zip. Falls out. Uh, how far does he fall? 3,000 miles. It was no. nice knowing. Hey. <laughs> Rocket, <laughs> looks like you're on your own. Well, yeah, well, I hope you no, rolled up he, a new character. He just, he, he just flops out onto like the branch. <laughs> sure. And, uh, Brasha, you are awakened as well. <clears throat> He wakes up a little bit more gracefully than Occam did. Um, <clears throat> though he still makes sure to <clears throat> take more than his fair share of time, just like stretching his back and massaging the places that he got uh, slapped around in the previous fight. I was going to ask, yeah, you took a little bit of damage, and uh, but when you guys wake up, I'm going to do it again. You guys have, you two, right now uh video game leveled up so you both are now level four um and when uh i'm gonna have uh rhapsody do her uh nightly ablutions you're gonna do your night prayers yes uh and then we can discuss uh what sort of level up things you got while that happens but uh rhapsody you go when you do your night prayers do you do it in or out of your armor in totally uh sword planted in front of her okay do you do that out in the open? Oh, yeah. 
she is she is not like hiding her faith at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I just yeah, didn't know the, if it was a private affair. Yeah, in in her armor, uh, basically her sword kind of planted in in the ground in front of her with one hand on it on her knees, and that's how she prays. Okay, um, this time when you pray, you. Your, your eyes are closed. This time tonight, you feel drawn in by a small voice in your head, and it's in Celestial. And I sud- Celestial. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, you're in the darkness of space, and you find yourself... No. Wow, I did a Yoda. And the sentence reads, in the darkness of space, you find yourself. <laughs> I need to stop watching Star Wars. Uh, You find yourself in the darkness of space, much like you have in the nightmares before, but this time you're standing. You're not floating helpless. You're standing tall. All muck and gore from the previous fights have been cleansed away. Slowly around you, starlights come into existence, and in the constellations are the names of fallen heroes of the past, names you know from your studies of history books. As you read, more of these names start to appear, names you don't know so so many names trying to keep track of them all your mind starts to get a little dizzy there are just so many names written in the stars when this moment passes you see new names shining brightly in the tapestry of the cosmos Ari Feldman David Jensen Henley Jacobs Cara Mansfield Laura Gay Leo Dalton Vela Ogden These are the names of your fallen comrades written to the constellations, written into the constellation in Celestial. From behind you, you hear that familiar crackling electricity and wings beating, and you turn. Standing before you, bathed in blinding brilliance, is the form of a white feathered winged humanoid in armor. This armor is elaborate, embossed, and golden. The long sword at their hip is sheathed, and with a magnificent shield lashed to their other arm. They remove a helmet and you see a pale face, dark hair, and stern eyes of a human woman standing toe-to-toe with you. Greetings, my child. I dare say you know who I am already. Read about you. Yes, you have. You are always so very thorough in your study of the X. I have come before you because you are set on a path that will bring much light to a long darkened place. And in order for you to triumph in Iomedes' name, you are to be given blessings for which you have already had one. And the figure of Saint Lymeran steps closer to you, arm outstretched, places a warm hand on your cheek. Many who walk in Iomedes' grace today are gifted clerics and mages, but you've taken a different approach. Focusing on your commanding presence on the battlefield, you charge in without a moment's hesitation to uphold the tenets of Our Lady, which is exactly how I was once upon a time. But to every problem, a sword may not always be the only option. I do my best to model myself after well, the lady I was modeled after. You do her and Our Lady proud. And in this dark time, I have been tasked with giving you these gifts. So, in the name of the Inheritor, 
and by the light of the sword, I hereby field promote you to Knight Commander Rhapsody. And you feel a surge of energy blossom within your mind, coursing down your spine and throughout your limbs. Lymirin, her stony face never faltering, looks into your eyes and continues. This foe you were initially hunting, he will be dealt with in due course. But this new name you've learned, this Kriva, he is of an evilness not often seen outside of legend. His machinations for this world are an affront to many, Iomedi included. But you are here now, and so it falls to you to serve up her justice. Justice will be served, if it takes my last breath to do it. I can offer you no other knowledge. What I am here to do is to arm one of my sisters for a battle against the most hated of our faith. And with this, she removes her hand from your face. She unbuckles her shield and places both of her hands on your, on your pauldrons. You walk a hero's path, Rhapsody, truly. Everything you have faced is leading you to great things. Have faith in yourself as much as you do in the Lady of Valor. I have faith that I will not have another crew die. At this, her stony face kind of, her face doesn't break, but uh, her stern body language cracks a little bit and she gives a sad smile, closes her eyes and says, I know. And in a flash, everything goes wide around you and that rush of wings fills your head once more, fades and the chirping of jungle wildlife returns. She'll stand up, pick her sword back up, turn around and say, Occam? Eh? We've got new mission orders. Creve is our priority. Um, how the fuck did you get radio transmission? Way the fuck out here. I didn't. I got a divine transmission. Uh, okay, I guess. Uh, Akim, as you're talking to her, you see something different. I don't know if there's really a check for this, but um, <laughs> uh, her armor has changed. You got new digs. She'll kind of look down and look back up and say, the gods work in strange ways sometimes, but... I take your word for it. Uh, and Rhapsody, when you look down, where Lymiran had her hands on your shoulders... There are now glowing sigils of a long sword with a sunburst. And as you're looking down at these on either side of you, you start to feel a thrum of power coming from them. Give me a mysticism check. Mysticism. A22. Where your pauldrons once were are now a set of planar rune plates mark one 
if a creature with an alignment component opposite any of the any of the plates alignment components attacks you, the plates alert you to the creature's opposing subtypes. You being a lawful good worshiper, anything that opposes that, you are immediately alerted. If an attack hits you as a reaction, you can force that creature to reroll the attack and use the worst result. If you fail a saving throw against an effect created by such a creature, as a reaction, you could reroll that saving throw and take the better result. Cool. Once you, yeah, once you benefit from it, you can't do it again for another 24 hours. And uh, this is a Mark One set of planar rune plates, and they have Iomedes holy marks. I can send you the link for the uh, item later. All but, right. Uh, your armor is uh, nice and embossed. I shiny and pretty, guys. And um, yeah. now is a good time to just say, uh, after the last fight, um, you guys are now level four. Uh, Occam, when you fell to your death, uh, make a level four character. <laughs> Don't. That's a joke. That's a terrible ah. <laughs> <laughs> So now the four of you are uh, level four. Now, I, I'm going to get into what the boys did uh, in just a second, but right now I just want to touch base. Uh, Tracy, when we made this character, we didn't have some of the uh, tools that have come out since. And rather than make you take a take levels in Mystic to follow their rules, rather than uh, hamstring you into a very uh, strict archetype, uh, I'm just kind of homebrewing this paladin, and we've we've chatted. Uh, you now have certain paladin abilities. Yeah, uh, paladin abil paladin abilities like Pathfinder One E has. So, uh, do you have the list handy, or I do. Okay, I get detect evil as a cantrip. Mm -hmm. I get smite evil two per day. Mm -hmm. I get lay on hands of uh, half level. Uh, plus my strength mod per day mm -hmm. uh, that do uh, 1d6 per two levels. And I get these spells Command and Slithering Chain. Yes. And uh, there are other spells. The thing that I pasted to you uh, like two weeks ago, that was an unfinished list of spells. So what's going to happen is like, I'm not going to tell you what spells you can and can't prepare. I'm just going to trust you to choose what spells a Paladin of Iomedi would need. Uh, and then you'll get uh, three level one spells and then the detect evil zero level spell slash cantrip. So, uh, yeah. Three level is, ones? Yep. I just started with Command and Slithering Chain. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's just, the, yeah, those were the first ones that, like, when I'm when I was scrolling through the list, I'm like, oh, this screams paladin. You know, you commanding people. There's there's others you can look through, and uh, uh, I, I will add here. I'll say now, if you choose the spell summon creature, you can summon an archon of Iomedi. They're they're tiny. They're not cool archons yet. That's a higher level spell. But uh, I was looking through the summoning creatures thing. So whatever you feel would fit best for. Rhapsody would fit for Iomedi. I'm cool with, you know, I wanted to I wanted to reward your devotion <laughs> in game as well as uh behind the scenes in creating this paladin character together. So yeah, that's uh kind of 
the big thing you got at level four, probably. Cool. I will be studying up on some of these spells. Cool. Uh, so your watch is over. The boys uh, are out um, of theirs. Addie has already uh, stripped off all of her armor and she's uh, lashed together a hammock while you were praying and she's already swinging, kind of like lazily swinging in the air in there. And uh, she sees you in your armor and she says, Oh oh my, you've... You look even more powerful than before. Uh, had a little visit from a divine friend. Well, there's plenty of room for you and me in this hammock, but I'm afraid your divine friend is going to have to wait another night. (laughs) Uh, I doubt she sleeps anyway. And uh, she's just grinning broadly in the hammock, swaying in the cooler night air right now. It's, It's not as it's nowhere near as bad as what it was before because you guys are so much higher up in the canopy. Um and you're free to uh, remove your armor and go to sleep as well? Yeah. Uh, if there's anything um, else you want to say to the boys... 15 minutes to get out of her. So she wears <laughs> old school armor, but... Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you are able to... Uh, uh, give me an athletics check as you, you uh, climb into this hammock. You're you're a big lady. You're high up. I, I am. I am seven foot tall. So yes. <laughs> and you won't take the armor. Your armor's off, so don't take the. Alrighty. Minus six. Is that what your armor? Yeah, that's, that's what, that's, that's what I <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't take that, please. Um. Uh, so a fifteen. Oh, thank God. As soon as I said the sentence, I'm like, oh great. I didn't kill Akim, but I killed Rhapsody. Just <laughs> so you hey, uh hey, you would just be doing par for the course. The first time I ever played at Paladin of Ivy, one of the first things she had to do is try to climb down a rope with the architect <laughs> penalty. Yeah. Okay, so no, uh you're able to uh get into place and uh Addie embraces you, just drift off and uh, sleep together. Yeah, I will do some cuddling. Awesome. Meanwhile, Akam and Brasha. Back the girl- in the tool shed. Oh my god. I'm, I'm not titling this episode Back in the Tool Shed, but I'm writing it down. Um, oh wait, it's recorded. I don't need to. Uh, so, uh, Akam and Brasha, uh, in this one, Brasha has the night vision. Akam does not. So the two of you are taking watch the three tents that are uh hooked into the tree trunk around the tree trunks around you they haven't moved an inch uh rhapsody shield is still lashed around uh the trunk of the one using uh ion tape as i remember and uh so it's just the pair of you and it's now your watch it's now the middle of the night uh what are you doing do you want to talk about uh do you guys want to have a chat with each other, or do you want to uh, first get into what you may have got at level four? Um, you can do the level first since uh, she just went through okay. hers. Keep yeah. it all together. Yeah. Uh, you go first, Ms. Okay. Yuri. Um, well, uh, as a level four envoy, of course, I'm slightly better at lying now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, the 
biggest thing, I think, is that I can now juke two people out of their shoes every turn instead of just one. Um, because I can faint someone as a or as a move action, and then with... I don't know if I actually wrote the name of it down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dispiriting Taunt, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh... I can make an attack against someone and also apply my uh, super faint attack on them. So that's cool. I can put uh, up to two people completely flat-footed for my whole team per round. Uh, so that makes me really happy. <clears throat> Very cool. Uh, did you? You did not get a feat this level, right? No, that's next okay. level. Okay, uh, Occam, uh, I, I looked at the other two and I didn't like coach them, but I did, you know, ask them, you know, what they want with yours, your, your, uh, converted class is five separate books that I have the PDFs for that I did not bother even looking at. So uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I trust you. You're, you're an experienced gamer. Tell me what, uh, game shattering, uh, things does Occam get at level four? Um, I, I mean, I got a couple more skill points because I don't get a lot, but um, the main thing I got was regressive healing, which mm. is essentially kinetic healing uh, for those familiar with core kineticis, except I can also do it to non-magical items and constructs and such. Basically, I undo damage by reverting the time on the object, um, Okay, and I can do this to people as well. Okay. Uh, uh First off, how many times a day can you do this? Is this like a spell ability or anything? Um, or... It, it causes a burn to do. Oh, okay. In a living creature, I can at, I can basically be like, you accept this burn instead of me, and mm -hmm. I can do that. Okay. But for myself, uh, I, I can do it, you know, until I hit my burn limit or uh, get my shit kicked in because I took too much burn. Okay. Uh, uh, go ahead. So basically, like, things that can't take non-lethal damage and shit like that can't take burns. So, like, if I'm healing oh. objects, I have to accept the burn. Gotcha. And uh, you have you mentioned burn limit. What is your burn limit right now? Uh, six. At four. Okay. So it's kind of like another pool of resolve in a way where you have, or just another pool of, like, you know, key, panache, grit, what have you. But you uh, can do six points of this uh, so my burn limit is completely linked to my con it's three plus my con mod oh i see um, now i'll have i have a thing or i will have a thing i don't think i have it at the mm -hmm. moment but uh where i'll get to store a burn like basically like on an off day or something i can go i take a burn to be able to sack a burn later uh, which will effectively, in a way, raise my limit. Okay, just game in the system, perfect. And uh, I well, had another like a class feature. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just joshing you. Okay. Uh, and also, so uh, you mentioned kinetic healing. What is what's the difference between kinetic healing and say what I just gave Rhapsody? Like, is there a mechanic difference between? Um. So kinetic healing, uh, and regressive healing, uh, would. Uh, work basically the same way either i accept the burn or a living creature accepts the burn and uh i deal my blasts damage mm. in healing to them 
I see. Okay. And uh, I, I should say that uh, a, a recent new follower of ours um, commended me and you for porting this over. And uh, he let me know just how kind of, not he didn't like go into detail, but uh, he, he voiced um, incredulity at how cool this class is. And I knew it was cool because of what you told me. But hearing it from another person, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know what I've gotten myself into. So, oh. uh uh listener uh if if you would like uh the actual conversion was not made by me it was made by somebody named soul daranar on mm -hmm. giant in the playground uh oh. you can find it by looking up uh kineticist starfinder conversion mm -hmm. and as far as the specific sub uh, my archetype and whatnot mm -hmm. um the basically all the rules stay the same the main conversion has the parts that change Gotcha. And it informs you like what needs to change, like if you use EAC or KAC and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so it does allow for you to take third-party archetypes. The third-party archetypes are from the uh, Purple Duck Games kineticists of Porphyra or Porphyra. Yep. I think it's Porphyra. Yep. And uh, yeah, and he didn't like you know voice like oh he's OP. He's just like you know what you could throw at him. I'm like. <laughs> Thank you. I may come to you later, but uh, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not trying to kill him. I just wanted him to make a cool-ass character, and uh, it's delivered in spades. Um, so cool. All right, and uh, I, and I'll post. I'll try to remember to post uh, links to those uh, resources because uh, I didn't think to send them to him there. But if other people are interested, I'll put a, post them on social media because it's a real cool class, and uh, it's just going to keep getting scarier. I've been led to believe more or less <laughs> cool so uh yeah you guys are all level four um i don't need to know your saves but um rats yay cool. uh so uh akim and brasha uh now that we have housekeeping out of the way uh tell me about your guys's watch uh you said that brasha was like hurt right uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? He did take some damage. Uh, Brasha, how far are you down? Because that Ramonet got a couple good licks in. Uh, I was down like 2 HP, but leveling up bought me back up, so. Oh, yeah. I, I did the thing where you got to video game level up. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, no, Akam, you won't get to uh, <laughs> unveil your healing just this moment. But you woke up. You both woke up fully refreshed. Uh, more powerful, even though I just said you video game leveled up, but uh, you guys uh, rip roaring to go. How you? How are you feeling? Actually, the other the core group. I I was given some feedback forever ago that I did a good job of asking how everyone's feeling. How is Akam and Brasha feeling uh, after that fight and where you guys are at now? Um, Akam feels fine. We kicked their ass, and I didn't take any damage. Mm -hmm. Um, Brasha also feels, if possible, even more confident in himself. Um, because <laughs> they came in and these like knights were getting the shit beat out of them. Mm -hmm. He steps in, 100% just stares down this monster and walks away almost no worse for the wear. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, he, he's pretty self confident at this point. Um, Occam might notice, depending on how aware he was when he woke up. <laughs> um, 
after Rhapsody went to go do her prayers, Brasha would have gone and like sat by her for like five minutes. Mm -hmm. Um seemingly also meditating next to her, but then just uh stands up and dusts himself off. Uh stretches a little bit again and <clears throat> says, uh Well, let's get on with it, shall we? Yeah. And I walk around and I look at things as best I can with my flashlight. Um. <clears throat> yeah, and I'll try and be keeping an eye closer to the ground, as it were, since uh, <clears throat> I'll have a little bit broader of a scope of view. Okay. Uh, give me a perception check, uh, both of you. Uh, Akim, um, you you know the rules even better than I do. I'll let you roll, but I mean you you know that a twenty foot cone of a light isn't going to afford you a whole lot right now. Right. <laughs> but if you want to look up, you can do that, and maybe you know you'll find something cool above. Um. Well, I think that will depend on my perception check, which is a twenty dirty. Okay. Fourteen no, for like me. in your eyes. What? I said a snowflake lands in your eyes. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I was literally going to have, as you look up to the sky and you have your flashlight pointed up, a single snowflake lands on the bridge of your face mask right between your eyes. Because <laughs> you, your nose is covered too, right? Yeah. Like the whole, the whole, the whole orifice. Head. Yeah. <laughs> Every hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. you're wearing your helmet right now. Uh, yeah, he would wear it, especially in the dark and when it's a little bit cooler. Okay. Well, okay, yeah, uh, with that 20, you you see that you guys are much higher up before, but you knew that because you had a portal that much further up. It's a cooler night than before, and there are some snow that occasionally drifts down like it did before, but uh, you guys are high enough up where the flakes will even land on you, but then it won't immediately melt. Uh, Brasha, with that 14? Yes. Uh, you look below, you don't see any uh, footprints, you don't see any signs at all of uh, the uh, kind of crystal. I say crystalline wolves, but that's because I keep thinking of uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, those kind of they, they, the, the Tashtari and I posted pictures and I'll post them again, but they, they're those wolves covered in those bristles with that glowing kind of ember in their throat. You don't see any sign of that and uh, I'll, I'll do the same courtesy uh, since I didn't have I didn't prompt or uh, allow Rhapsody to pass this on but give me survival or an intelligence check oh, yeah right definitely intelligence <laughs> cool um, 13 okay oh I thought he was standing on getting it oh okay it's like <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, you're fine. So, you know, maybe Brasha, you tell him you don't see anything. And if you want to give. Well, I want to hear some <laughs> dice roll this episode, basically. I realize this is probably going to be a, a bigger chatty episode. So I just want to, if there are checks to be made, I want to make sure everyone's getting a chance. Uh, oh, Jesus God Christ. Uh, Abadar found you. <laughs> you. You wanted to hear dice rolls. I'm sorry. No, that's fair. Ask and, re ask and received. 
Sean, I, I think I cut you off. Oh, I got a 12. Okay, uh, yeah, with the 12. Uh, and what did you get with the intelligence, Brasha? Uh, it was a 13. Okay, about the same. Uh, you can intuit that, you know, based off what you fought and the things around that the Tashtari probably won't be a problem here at night. There's probably even scarier things now. Um, but uh, your, your watch continues, and do you guys chat about anything as the night goes on and the uh, sun starts to take way and start to become dawn? Um. As kind of like right as the first uh, rays of dawn come up and watch is starting to end, you know, uh, <clears throat> Brasha will call over to Akim. <clears throat> So, Akim, uh, do you have any hmm, plans once this uh, operation is done? Uh, in specific? No, not really. I mean, same, same as usual. <clears throat> Might not have to go scaving for a while. <laughs> True. Uh, well... Last I saw it, my ship was uh, being a little bit uh, torn apart by raiders. Uh, was wondering if maybe you might uh, want to join me. Uh, you're welcome to broadcast out of my ship, you know that. But uh, I could probably use some help repairing a little bit, cleaning up, what have you. But I have a ship. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't be. Oh, uh, yeah, we have not talked with you at all. Um, you would know my ship is large enough to park your ship inside of. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, Akim, if you wanted to dock with Brashi, you absolutely could do that. Okay. You have to put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% did. I unmuted my mic and everything for it. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Continue. You guys are doing great. Uh, do Gasothans and or Patra have foreskins? Um... Shine! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um... your, you're the representative of the race. You tell me. I'm not even going to make you roll for it. I will let you have agency over your genitals. Based on feline anatomy, only if they're soft. I regret so much. Yeah, you <laughs> Yes, Malcolm, you can dock with Russia. Yeah. You should know, Sean, well enough by now to know that it was a mistake. Don. Yeah. <laughs> There's a sounding joke here, too, but I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> anyway. Just stop. Just stop. Um, the queen has commanded it, should, it must stop. Someone fire Sean. I do, every day. <laughs> he just keeps coming back. Oh. Uh, so yeah, he he's essentially inviting you to uh park your ship inside of uh like his hangar bay. 
and uh, help him out, and you can still do whatever you want to do. Uh, uh, thinking back, the current base may have been compromised anyway, so that's, excuse me, that's probably a good idea. <clears throat> well, I don't know how much will be up and running, so my uh, stealth capabilities might also be a little bit on the fritz, but... Uh, well, if the parts are at least partially still there, I should be able to help you put it back together. Perfect. <clears throat> Many hands make light work, right? It helps that I can just undo things a bit. <laughs> Let me have my problems, please. I, I didn't take it out of your mouth, but well, yes, extra hands helps. <clears throat> That's good. That uh, takes a bit of a load off my mind. Uh, do you think the uh, good lady will be joining us? She'll have to go back to the her big cathedral ship, but after that, who knows? Good. We will have time to <clears throat> well she won't have to see all of these ship's capabilities then, yes? <laughs> no, probably not. But we'll see how housing goes. Eh? <laughs> Considering how she turned a blind eye to our <clears throat> reacquisition of property back when you met me, I don't think she'll have too much of a problem at my ship. At least. She has her limits, but she's reasonable. With that brush, I'll just kind of uh, nod and continue pacing these trees until it's time for morning. Same, same. Okay. So, uh, your watch comes to a conclusion. Dawn has broken and the sun has risen. Every time I say the word dawn, I swear. Uh, everyone starts to clamber out of their bed um, and enter their armors. Ration bars are passed around. Uh, the Camorans are slower to uh, get out of their uh, cocoons. <laughs> so, um, Would you want to try and make some medicine checks to help yes. the healing along on these folks? Yes. After last episode, uh, I can't remember if it was after we stopped recording, but we talked about uh, long-term care and that and using medicine checks to help restore uh, HP. So yeah, you can absolutely do that. Um, I I will let uh, whoever has uh, I, whoever has the best, if you guys want to aid each other in that, you guys can do that. I have a plus six to my medicine roll. Wait, actually, I have a plus seven. All right, Brasha, you're up. I like. Oh wait, no, I thought that was the bad one. Yeah, and I, and I should and I, to uh, to be clear, so um, uh, as Don broke, uh, the the Camoran warrior, the uh, Tybizan, the uh, the elf in the cloak or in the in the hooded cloak, she gets out just fine. It was the Rhyforian Divi and the Dragonkin True Tudrayan who uh, were harmed the most. So they are the ones that are slow to come out. They're still in their armor. Uh, they're, the, uh, the the protections of your uh, shield were 
very well helped. Uh, Tybizen slashes the tape and uh, hands you back uh, your shield Rhapsody as uh, she starts going into her pack and divvying up the ration bars. But yeah, so it's just two of them that are harmed the most. So I rolled enough to to aid. I got a 16. Um, Question. Sure. A couple of questions. Well, first of all, I can cast Mystic Cure now. Yes. So I could cast that on one of them. Uh, You can actually cast it on... You can do it in a burst. Um, the other question. Sure. My lay on hands. Does it only work on me, or is it like the paladin thing where I can spend of it to use it on another mm-hmm. person? Yep. I will. Yeah. I'll allow. Uh, yeah. I wanted it to be. I, I did uh, some research. I didn't like you know try and weigh how balanced it was or whatever. It just. I'm gonna rule or cool it. Whatever you feel. I mean. I think it should be as close to that as possible. I'm uh, vamping while I look up Mystic Cure because I believe you should I, I be able to read it off to you. I've got it right here if you want me to okay. read it. Uh, no, I have it right here. So, okay. um, where is, oh wait. Okay, you know what? On a Mystic, uh, the, if you are a Mystic and you have that as a channel, you can do it in a in a radius. So that was my confusion. So yeah, okay. you can do a combination of Mystic Cure, Medicine Checks, and Lay on Hands as you uh as you see fit. Alright. Um so I don't know whichever one of them's hurt the worst, I think is where we want to start, right? Yeah. The uh, the Dragonkin uh Tudrayan, uh they because I get their gender. Uh, they they took the the worst beating. They nearly got taken out by a combination of a mind thrust from that Maracoy and uh, right. that the the solar explosion uh, really hurt them. So the Dragonkin will be the one that uh, definitely is wincing and is kind of looking up at all of you, uh, humbled and kind of defeated at needing being saved yet again. Okay, well let's hit them with the cure then. Which okay. is a D8 plus wisdom modifier. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't have wisdom. <laughs> Do you have a negative? No, I have a zero. So, uh, so it's not a negative. Your connection to Iomedi and your loyalty uh, is giving you this ability. So you just won't be using it innately, you know, sort of thing. Cool. So seven healing to him from okay. the cure. Okay. All right. So, how are we basing uh, the then the number of lay on hands? Because that I do want to use your constitution. Like okay. I'm out. Like, like because just two. So half your level. Like with that, I'm going to let. Like I'll 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 take whatever flack I will never hear any feedback sense. about. But <laughs> I feel like. But I feel like. With with lay on hands at least like the number of times should be within you. Okay, so burning it that that gives me four of them a day, but to cast it on somebody else cost me two of them, so I can hit him twice with that. Okay, now before you uh, use yours up for the day, uh, let's do the medicine check since that's uh, more or less free. So let me uh, pull up. Jesus. And I didn't get enough to aid you, Brasha, so bring it. <laughs> he already showed his role. Fuck the shit. <laughs> That's a 10 total. 
Okay. Um, uh, so they did get uh, how they did get HP for how much they slept. So they get. We we decide we didn't decide. Uh, the rules say when you sleep, you regain a number of hit points. Your level. So he uh, they both got four because uh, I leveled them up as well because they're going to be doing their own stuff, which we'll find out in a moment. So uh, they're already up 11 points. Uh, what was your medicine check, Rasha, with the aid? 10. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Oh, no, no. Treat deadly wounds. It takes one minute, and the DC is based on medical equipment used. There wasn't really a whole lot. Uh, so you restore one hit point per level or CR. Yeah, so one point per level. So they got another one. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, the uh, 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 Dragonkin Tudrayan is uh, now up 12 HP. So they are now up to 16 <laughs> total. I had to double check old notes. So, uh, you know, they're looking better, a little winded, and they, uh, in, in, a, in a sign language, they uh, give their thanks to uh, everyone around. Uh, now, if you want to turn your attention to the uh, Rhyphorian, Divi, the uh, white-furred, kind of big, heavy gun-wielding guy took quite a bit of damage as he took the Rannoneck on. When, when the gun stopped being effective, uh, he went in... Uh, survival knife swinging so he took quite a bit of damage as well so hit him for eight with a lay on hands okay and now both of you give me a medicine check and uh addy is going to assist this time because she has a plus five not 20 jesus christ uh, uh that was much better for me too uh, okay eight, good 26 plus any aids yeah i got an 18 so that's so 30. 30, 30. Um, so, okay, here we go. If you succeed, exceed the DC by five or more, you add your intelligence modifier to the amount healed. Uh, who has the highest? Well, Brasha, you did the roll. You add your intelligence modifier. Plus three. Okay, so three. Well, it's one point per level. So you did meet it the first time. No, yeah, you did. So four. So they're up. And then so four plus three is seven. Okay, so uh, yeah, uh, you guys, um, you know, apply whatever ramshackle supplies you have between them. They had some supplies themselves, but they were dwindling. These guys have been traveling on their own for a bit longer than you and uh, are decidedly a little less powerful than the big ass paladin and the, the portal hopper. <laughs> so uh, they are looking much better and... Uh, Divi uh, gives sign language uh, gratitude in it as well. Tybizen, uh smiles at them, puts her hands on both of their shoulders and looks to you. Now I have to do a British voice. Hello, governor! You meant cockney when you said British, right? Kicked off the air. The oi 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 is what broke me. I need I need water for a second. Give me a. I was fine until the oi oi oi. And then hey. the broke. Yeah. So um, having all this, uh, Tybizen looks at you and uh, kind of gather. She pulls out her data pad and says, "Um, 
I must say thank you, thank you again for your aid last night. Your aid last night. I keep, whatever, fuck it. Your aid last night, and for the healing you provided this morning. Um, we do have some information we can't share with you, as per our mission. You know where Kreev is at? We don't know precisely, however, what we do know was a scan from an ancient text that made mention of a Kreeva's crater. And with what we've seen with the Ranonex and the undead that he keeps in his employee, we believe he is a powerful necromancer. And she pulls out her data pad and she uh, kind of passes it around and you guys are going to get um what do you what do you call uh stuff that's given handouts loot nope better than loot information <laughs> so uh i just sent uh in the the session text a uh a map i made on a hexographer you you see a uh, digital recreation of a scan from an ancient analog text uh, kind of digitized to uh, show a little clarity and uh, as you look you see that you see that I drew this upside down and I was too lazy to fix it so um, <laughs> where you see a large green field there is a river going up and to the left that is actually southeast so imagine <laughs> like I did it from your perspective you were going straight so you were going this way uh, in the bottom middle left, you see a, uh, a tent of sorts, and that's where you made camp last night. Uh, two, well, yeah, t- basically two hexes to the south of you was the crumbling structure, and you see that uh, there was a river beyond it, and if you follow it south, it leads uh, towards the east. And uh, Tybizan points out the uh, landmarks that were kind of etched into the text, uh, these here all denote some sort of sentry towers, we believe, because they all use the same icon. To the east here, there is an unfamiliar symbol, so we don't know exactly what that is. Uh, in the center of this map is a dragon iconograph. Uh, we were able to deduce that there is some ancient dragon temple here. And uh, she's just pointing at the different locations. And this will also be posted on social media uh, correctly. Um, I, I made it correct on my on my map on my board. But then when I translated a hexographer, I'm like, no, I need to do it from their perspective. And that was uh, incorrect. <laughs> uh, so in this, you see a couple locations pinpointed on this jungle map. Uh, you see that there is a wall towards the furthest south next to this canyon, and this whole area is just in one big canyon, crater-type thing. And uh, behind this wall, there's a flat area with nothing really put there, and then there's kind of a gruesome-looking castle symbol on the map. If I were a betting woman, I would say that this is his keep. But we were unable to get much more information as... The drone we sent out encountered some disruption and was blown out of the sky by weapons fire. And she'll point uh, to the west on the map uh, about where they lost signal. 
and uh, that's where like the the map had updated uh to that point and it's just a big dead zone in between uh if you're looking on the map on the right there's that big empty gap area there's no uh it's all kind of empty grid work so what i recommend is we will take the western route reclaim our drone and find out what it was there and perhaps we could divide our powers and you take the easterly route sounds good enough to me what about y'all I prefer the most direct route to the castle. Um, yes, that that could be good. However, we do not know the complement of his armies. We don't know if he's if he is written in this book. He is quite old indeed. We do not know what his plans for Kamora are. The group of undead you found in the river above they did not hold up to interrogation very well so all we were able to glean from our scant conversation was this Kriva sends Ranonex out from this area through the jungle to Kamora itself as probing attempts to gauge how powerful we are so we don't know if these and she points again to all the things if these are all sitting empty or if they are filled with Ranonek or most likely filled with undead legions so I recommend if if I may you do what you will we we must re- we must follow our orders but if you don't want to or a direct route is your prerogative. I cannot stop you. Our job was more of a scouting mission to find out the lay of the land, and this is well beyond what we feared. I'm just here to help. You lead the way. And uh, I should say, like, you know, behind the scenes, Tracy, Rhapsody, whatever, go whichever route you want to go. Yeah, I'm I, just thinking. Yeah. My mind's working right now. Sure, sure. Yeah, okay. So uh, uh, while she's like pointing it out and she's uh, watching Rhapsody, you know, looking over this data pad, their mission is to uh, get reconnaissance and go from there. (laughs) Having you as backup is uh, great, but you are going to do what you are going to do. And I don't want you to think that I want you to go any certain way. I'm just saying that what they would like to do is retrieve their drone because it was shot out of the goddamn sky. So that is what they would like to do. Whatever you want to do, I, I'm not going to railroad you. Like, I made this hex map. There are, and um, I guess, pull back the curtain a little bit. I have other locations on this map that weren't mapped out in an ancient text that I made up. Uh, <laughs> so there is plenty of stuff to do in this area. I kind of wanted to play with doing a, a bit of a, a hex crawl. Uh, uh, yeah, a hex crawl. Each of these hexes is an hour of travel from one flat to the other flat, or uh, across rather. Okay, so that's an hour of travel. Yes. All right. So then I think what Rhapsody mm-hmm. wants to do mm-hmm. is uh, turn to Occam. 
You've got all the speed on your side. This little icon that we don't know what it is, that it only appears to be a few hours away. Do you think you can get to it, see what it's about, and, and uh, come back this direction? We will, of course, be making some progress of our own. Um, meet back up with us and let us know whether it's worth our time. Uh, sure thing. And is that the, the cave mouth symbol or the, the no, weird... Left, the little pointy... The pointy castle symbol? We didn't know what it yeah, was. The, the temple-y thing. To the left, yeah, that is a temple thingy. Or, uh, yeah, temple thingy. Uh, the dragon symbol is... This is a triaxis, so there are definitely dragon temples, so uh, I have stuff planned for that. Spoiler. Uh, but that is an unknown thing that uh, didn't translate well or didn't scan well in the, uh, the the computer scan. I know what to do. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> and this... and What the there, fuck was that? y'all can uh, see what I'm pointing at. Oh. Okay. So wow. this is where Rhapsody is wanting Occam to kind of sc scout mm. and see what's what because he has the movement speed to get there and catch back up with the group. Mm -hmm. um, while the rest of the party is going to head kind of this direction mm -hmm. where it looks like they can cross here fairly mm -hmm. easily. It's, oh, it's and and, uh, and I should say like this river isn't our. I had to. I didn't. I didn't like how just the thin river looks. So this is kind of like a a stylized map. So the map that you saw the river when you came down here. It's not an hour a hour to two hours across. Right, but okay. uh, but if if the rest of us head here, Occam should be able to get over here and and then meet back up with us easily enough because of his speed. Mm -hmm. Um, if this turns out to be something important when he gets to us, we, we're just a couple hours away and can deal with it. Mm -hmm. And if not, then we can go ahead and cross over and head towards this dragon. Okay. Does that work for everybody? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, as you, as you're pointing this all out, um, Tybeeson will, uh, will, uh, she will she will follow the map the other way and she will point out um this symbol it must be a cave or a mine or a pit uh we will take this route and then go into the darkened area explore around there and then head further south to the buildings and as we discussed last night um we can either meet back up in a certain time frame or we could poise e each other and she'll point to either side of the map that uh, in this in the southern tip of this where that castle the big big castle is there are two kind of equidistant from it now what we could do then is light our flare with the explosives and flank this castle Uh, looking at the map, uh, I would guess it will take us at the very least three days to get to the castle. Uh, that's assuming some minor uh, roadblocks along the way, as it were. Uh, 
Should we aim for maybe uh, four days time? Make sure you're at the castle or... He lurk, looks at the group. Uh, do you think perhaps even longer if we can get reinforcements? The problem that we're going to run into is that if we're using uh, bright lights and whatnot to signal each other, we're going to be signaling everything around as well. Um, I think once we hit the, the supposed dragon temple from there, we need to go up and take out the other watchtower on the east, let their group take out the watchtowers on their path, get them all emptied and then have a meetup spot. Well, this dragon temple, perhaps we could all use that as a staging ground. You clear out your sections, we clear out ours. No doubt, Akim, with your technology, you've noticed that nothing really works here. This is not a natural phenomenon. I believe that there may be some sort of jamming device somewhere. And if they have the technology to shoot a small drone out of the sky, perhaps they are not so backwards over here. I think no. the big question here is though, you say this is an ancient text. This is an ancient text, yes, but we we do see that there are signs that there are things living here. Yes, well, living is a debatable way of putting it. They inhabit... How think this Kriva is? We we can't say for sure. We we only know what we were able to poorly glean from the text was this was Kriva, this Kriva's crater was ran by a monstrous individual who existed when this text was made. So either this is a descendant or he is some sort of immortal. How old is this text? Uh, judging by the some of the other words said this was made the last winter well over 400 years ago and uh not gonna make you make a roll for this because it was a, it was a minor thing a throwaway line i said episodes and episodes ago uh no physical science please i haven't had a lot of dice rolls give me a physical science check or a culture check if that's better for you Mmm, my guy. Mmm. <laughs> That's a 26. Okay. A 21. Culture, if it matters. Okay. matters. okay. And Occam? Or physical science, if that's uh, higher? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I rolled very poorly. Okay. Um, eight. Okay, uh, no, uh, Brasha, don't know why you would know this. Uh, Rhapsody, you definitely heard this, but uh, the way Triaxis works is it it spins fine. Uh, like, day-night cycles are pretty standard, packed standard, but um, it takes hundreds of years to make a revolution around the sun itself. So they have long summers and long winters, and... Uh, Tybeezin could have told you all of this, but I, I wanted to hear some dice roll. Uh, don't do it, Eric. Um, 
as soon as I said it. Uh, so judging by the text from what they were able to glean, that this is from last winter's thing, which was over 300 years ago. Well, I don't think Tadayomere would be sending a servitor to contact me about a descendant. No, and judging by the undead we have encountered along the way, he could be the real deal. He could be the one behind this. These Renonecs, they are altered in somehow. They are altered in some way. They should not be this vicious, this gruesome. They they are bad, but what we fought last night was beyond the pale of what approaches Kimura. So he has some power over life and unlife. Lord, there's gonna be a fucking lich up in here. <sighs> All right. Yeah, we're going to have to split up. We're going to have to clear out these work. Take out as much as we can on the outside of these walls. And if you do come across someone in some state of intelligence, if you could capture them and get some information from them, that could be useful as well. I do not want to get in the way of Iomedes' justice, but maybe ease up on the sword on the last killing blow next time. And she's smiling at you at this, not uh, condescending at all. She's uh, it's, it's a smile of respect. Oh, come you here, the lady. Don't let me kill the ones that can talk. <laughs> eh, okay. Good thing to tell me when I'm going to be the one scouting ahead and not there when you're probably going to end up fighting. I'm just saying that at least don't let me kill them until after they're done talking. Brasha nudges Akam uh, just in the arm and leans over and whispers as if there's anything either of us could do to stop her when she's at it, you know? This <laughs> is true. So we are in agreement. We will split up, gather what intel we can, and meet back up in four days? We will aim for four days, but uh, just let's concentrate on clearing the watchtowers and any other hordes we come across and then meeting at this dragon temple, I suppose. Absolutely. And if things are dire and you need assistance and it is life or death, this is not supposed to be a suicide mission. If you need us, we will be there. And uh, at this, uh, Tudrain and uh, Divi uh, stand, they were kind of hunched over looking at everything. They'll stand up, uh, you know, secure their weapons and kind of give you the Camoran salute that I've forgotten from episode three. <laughs> <laughs> I made up a whole thing and I, I meant to go back and re-listen, but uh, I just could not stand to listen to my voice much more. Earn the salute, but she will be using her own. And uh, while you guys have all been talking here, uh, Addie has been, now that it's daytime, you can look out. Uh, she's been kind of like going around like she was in the night before, but she's not uh, quite as frustrated. 
Uh, she's swinging, uh, you know, for a couple back and forth around the trees that you guys are all around, and uh, she's getting a lay of the land. Um, Akim, do you have those binoculars? Or no, this is Addy. Akim, do you have those binoculars? Oh, I thought I gave them back to her. Oh, damn. And she's going to dig through all the saddlebags that she was carrying, uh, uh, fish them out, and she's she's got one arm wrapped around, and she and she's uh, she looks out. And everyone give me a perception check as uh, she's fumbling for this uh, pair of binoculars in her bag. That's a nat one for five. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, perception? Yes, oh. please. <laughs> I had beat Akum with a two. Uh, perception puts it at seven. Okay. Uh, Rhapsody, what'd you get? Fifteen. Okay. With a fifteen, uh, Rhapsody, you see... Uh, Addie uh, struggling to find uh, these binoculars and she's rifling through and you look at kind of where she was facing and uh, down on the ground below you see that and you all you all get the basic lay of the land this is a real marshy area um, big puddles kind of boggy but there is uh, plenty of uh, strips of land that kind of go around and wind around think uh, a little drier version of Everglades or uh, if you remember Morrowind, Seda Neen kind of thing where it's there's a lot of water, but there's still plenty of uh, dry land to uh, traverse. So you're not slogging through marsh. Um, <laughs> but uh, out, out a ways to the south, coming up from the south, rather, uh, you uh, Rhapsody with your uh, 15, you hear a snapping of a whip and uh, coming up over uh, a rise you're way high up so coming up around you see uh two grayish blue skinned creatures running full pelt north from where they are and uh, the cracking of the whip is uh by a large creature with four arms gray skin and tusks and uh, he's just swinging a whip around. You you kind of hear the you hear the whip. You hear uh, some guttural cries from this large, monstrous humanoid uh, to get meta <laughs> chasing after these uh, two skinny little uh, blue gray creatures. Aka. Huh? Portal, darling. Portal where? She points. Okay. And I'll uh, I'll rip a portal as close as I can. Okay. Uh, uh, you you portal. yeah you are about uh you are easily a hundred feet up in the air. Uh, they are a couple hundred feet away. They're they're kind of like coming from a bit of a distance, less than a foot. Well, yeah, less than a football field. But uh, they are. It's, it's like just at the edge of her hearing she sees this um, but yeah if you want to pop a portal you can definitely get everyone down and then a little further south what's your uh, what's your portal distance at level 4 140 feet oh yeah it's 100 plus I'm going to remember one day uh, so yeah you're able to pop a portal 140 feet away from where you are um, and uh, uh, Rhapsody just gives uh, Rhapsody 
Addie gives up trying to find the binoculars, just straps them a little tighter and just pulls out uh, her sword and uh, leaps through the portal. Who all is going with them? I said, you know, I'm going through. I'm the one that asked for the portal. Uh, What's that? I said, I will go. Okay. I didn't hear you. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Addie goes through. uh, uh, The the three Camorans go through. I assume Brush is going to go through. Uh, Yeah. I don't have any ranged weapons really. So. Okay. (laughs) If I could snipe, I would. But do you not have a, a ranged weapon at all? No, I think I he mean, means long range. Oh, okay, yeah. I got you. Okay, like, I, I, I've got my my pistols, but gotcha. They're max range of forty and min range of twenty. Okay, or I guess lowest max range, not min range. Okay, and uh, I kind of fucked up. I should have had Tybezen, uh part ways before, but uh, Tybees and everyone they'll file through, and they're gonna pop right out of the portal as uh, Rhapsody goes through and just starts. I assume running straight for him. Yes. Okay, uh, and. That's how we're going to end this episode as Rhapsody is uh, blazing across the distance towards these three creatures coming up to the north. Uh, Tybezen looks to uh, divvy and to drain and kind of jerks her head to the west and uh, they start stomping their way that way. And you guys part ways from the Camoran warriors and we'll fight next week. Thanks. Special thanks this week go to my friend Joy, who I've done other podcast stuff with. She was the voice of St. Lymeran. She does a lot of great work, and I always enjoy getting to hang out and have fun with her. So if you wouldn't mind getting on social media and following her at Dire Foxicorn, and just let her know that you heard her and just shower her with praise. She's great.